all this virtual stuff, is there anything we can do to get our students to talk to us again? And who in the world is Winnie Cooper? Let's find out. All right, guys, we have two things to talk about today. Both of them will get your students talking more in those virtual classes. And doggone it, it's even the kids that talk a lot in the classroom. It's hard to even get them to talk. That's the first topic we're going to cover. But I am also going to cover a little bit about the second topic right now. Here's why. You all have probably heard of Winnie Cooper, at least if you're closer to my age. That is a character from Wonder Years. That was little Kevin's girlfriend in most of the seasons of Wonder Years. Her name is Danica McKellar in real life. She continues to be popular. I think she's got another Christmas special on Hallmark Channel coming up on December 6th. I'll tell you the name of that here in just a moment. But... I like her because she writes math books, and I am now using some of her math books in my 6th and 7th grade math classes. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but here's what I want you to do. I need you to do me a favor. I follow her her on Twitter. It is at Danica McKellar. McKellar is spelled M-C-K-E-L-L-A-R, but to be honest... If you type in Danica, D-A-N-I-C-A, at Danica, you're going to get two choices. Danica Patrick, the grace car driver, and Danica McKellar. Those are the first two that's going to come up. If you follow her on Twitter like I did, I'll I'll tell you what I want you to do. I have reached out to her via Twitter, and I always, you know, I read that that's the best way to reach her. And I told her about I was using her books in my class And would she ever be interested in coming on for an interview? Well, I didn't get any feedback yet about the interview, but she liked my post within an hour, probably. Now, you know, let's be honest. It's, it could be her. It could be somebody working for her. So I don't know if this will go anywhere, but I would love her to get on to talk because she's got great ideas about education. And we can also talk about her history as an actress. So, So I'm going to continue to ask her, here's what I want from you. Now, I'll be honest, I could go to her website and book her. I think she's about $150, and that's not bad because all that money she gets in from doing that actually goes to charity. You can see that on her website. So that's actually a good idea. I might consider that eventually, but here's what I want you to do if you are Twitter savvy I would encourage you to follow her, and since you're this, this is not going to be a lie, I want you to tell her I heard about your books on the Substitute Teachers Lounge podcast. Would you ever consider doing an interview on there? And I'm thinking the more of my listeners or the more listeners to this podcast that we get, maybe we'll have a better chance of interviewing her, and I would love for it to happen. Of course, it's all going to happen on Zoom. I think it would be really good for my school. I could promote it that way that 
we've got an actress that's going to interview for the podcast. And I would really love it if you could do that. There's also a Danica McKellar Facebook page. I haven't looked as closely into that as to how we would contact her, but that's something to look at too. I would love to have your help in that regard, and I will talk about how I used her book here in just a moment. But first, let's talk about the main topic of the day, which her books support. But we're going to talk about how to get our kids to talk again in these virtual classes. It is the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and of course, we're all still stuck in this pandemic problem. It's the year 2020. We're hoping to, you know, there's positive news about vaccines and all of that good stuff. So I'm, we're hoping that that will happen soon. In the meantime, there's so many of us talking virtual, teaching virtual classes. That's what I want to talk about now. You know, the kids that were talking in my class, I mean all the time, sometimes I couldn't stop them. Most of the time I didn't stop them because even when they were cracking jokes, it was kind of in the spirit of the class. And I'll be honest, I'll even allow a little trash talk if it has to do with what we are working on class. To me, that's just motivation. It keeps the kids loose. That I'm not talking about me talking trash talk. I'm talking about students talking that way to each other. As long as they're still smiling and I can tell nobody's getting offended, I'll let most of that go because it actually is basically issuing a challenge to each other. But the instant we went back to virtual, most of that stopped. Not only did it stop, since I can see their faces on my computer screen, you could just see their attitudes weren't the same, almost to the point of everybody having frown faces on their on their face. So I would say corny jokes to try to get them to laugh a little bit, but it still didn't work out the best. So... You know from last week's episode, let me first of all tell you if you haven't listened to last week's episode, episode 78 about breakout rooms in Zoom, go listen to it because I'll have to say during the pandemic, the podcast, you never know where the the listens are going to go, how high they're going to get, but I will tell you that the podcast last week about breakout rooms got post it on several different Facebook groups, and that helped, and it made it the most listened to podcast episode in its first week of any that we've had in the past 16 weeks. So it's been a long time since we had as many listens to the episode as we did last week. So I think people are interested about these breakout rooms. So let me tell you what I discovered additionally, just accidentally, that loosened everybody up and made them talk anymore. We just discovered it this week, and we should have figured it out from the beginning, but we didn't. It was test day when this happened. Their test was posted in Google Classroom in the quiz assignment feature, so it was a Google Form quiz assignment, and I like that, again, because you can basically enter it in there if you've got the export grade features turned on, you can eventually get all their grades automatically loaded into Infinite Campus and not have to grade anything. That's why I like it. But here's what we were discovering. We purposely put the students in a couple of breakout rooms just because I had a co-teacher in there this particular class. 
And we thought, why don't we break them up a little bit? And then that way, if they have questions when they're going through, you know, there'll be two of us to address those and maybe they'll be more willing to talk in smaller groups. And they were. The, it was the highest test scores average across the class classroom, especially median across the classroom of any that we'd had this year. But here's what we noticed. Students would send me private chat messages in the chat box. They can do that. They just have to pick out my name specifically. And I would respond to them. And then all of a sudden, I could see one student was struggling a little bit. And to be honest, it's a student that usually didn't struggle with anything. Not that I would give them any more special attention than I would anybody else, but it was concerning to me. This was one of the students that talked quite often in class about what we were studying. In fact, she always kept me on board. She would be one even in our virtual rooms that will say, Mr. Collins, I think so-and-so's got a question for you. She would kind of watch out for me and do that. So I wanted to make sure I got her headed in the right direction. They knew I wouldn't give them specific answers, but I don't mind at all to kind of just say some things that might remind them of what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to tackle the problem. So what I wish I had done is set up some extra breakout rooms so that I could just put her in a breakout room just one-on-one with me for a while. So that's my first tip for today. Ways to get especially individual students talking more. When you put them in breakout rooms, Let's say you decide you think you need four breakout rooms. That'd be about the right quantity, size for your rooms. Well, instead, set it up for six. You can either manually assign them or even if Zoom signs them, assign everybody to only four rooms and leave two rooms empty. What that will do for you is allow you to move students out of one room into an empty room Then you join that room and you're able to talk to them one-on-one. And I tell you what, we did that so much this week that I'm thinking, man, why did it take so long for that light bulb to go on? So when you're doing breakout rooms, throw a couple of extra rooms in there to use in case somebody needs one-on-one attention. And believe me, that will get your students talking more than anything. So Use your breakout rooms. That will bring your students out of their shell. Try to do some things fun for them or even kind of lead them on a little bit. Let me tell you what I did while we've been off for Thanksgiving break. I just loaded this statement. Who is Winnie Cooper and why is she teaching my math class? Now, that's all I posted. I wanted them to start thinking about it. And one student's already posted something. In fact, one teacher asked me about it. So it's kind of accomplishing the purpose. I wanted them to see, first of all, if they could research and find out who Winnie Cooper is. But secondly, I want them to kind of get the idea in their head. Is there? Are we going to have a new teacher? Is somebody else coming in? So it's kind of a thought-provoking process It's getting them actively involved. They're discussing things on Google Classroom. Is Mr. Collins leaving? What's going to happen? Is this a new teacher? One of them said, I I don't know. I've never heard of Winnie Cooper. Well, of course, you know now from the opening of this podcast that Winnie Cooper is the character from Wonder Years. 
what I am going to do when I start my math classes is just say, listen, I want to introduce you all to Winnie Cooper. And then I'm going to play a little Winnie Cooper clip from the Wonder Years series, probably just a couple of minutes. And I'm going to say, listen, this girl here is now 45 and she's a math genius. Now, first of all, don't turn off the podcast now because it's not going to be all math. She's got a lot of other suggestions out there. In fact, some a pretty good list of suggestions on how to make homeschooling better, uh, regardless of topic. So she's really good. I still see her on from time to time. You can YouTube her. You can see her various appearances. I thought it was funny. One of them was when she was on Harry Connick's show, which I don't think exists anymore, but she actually sang the Pi song, P-I, not P-I-E, about, you know, that's a math term, P-I. It has to do with circles. So it's really kind of interesting. She is so smart. She's really a math genius. By the way, if you're curious, her sister was the girl that played Becky Slater, if you remember the Wonder Year series. And by the way, she is now a big-time lawyer out in California, so they, they've both done real well. But I put that in my classroom. I wanted them to think about it. I'm going to play that clip from Wonder Years, and I'm, I'm going to say, listen, that little 12-year-old girl that you see right there, basically your age, that girl is now in her 40s, and she is a math genius, and I'm going to start teaching using some of her books. And here's what I like about those books. First of all, let me mention, you'll see if you go to her Twitter page, You'll see a link that is included on her main page. First of all, McKellar Math is a real good one. She's got a new book called The Times Machine, which sounds, you know, it's about how to do times, but it's a very clever title, I thought. She has a link on there that's called Linktree slash Danica McKellar, but the way it's spelled, you can just click on the link if you go to her Twitter account, whether you follow her or not. It is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Danica McKellar. And then when you go there, she talks about her charities. She talks about those 10 tips for schooling at home, about her new book, all kinds of things. She's got another website called McKellarMath.com. She actually has yoga DVDs. She's got appearances. She is a very busy lady, but what I want you all to do is be aware that all those resources are out there. I want to talk a little bit about why I like her math books so much. And yes, I'm still on the topic of how to get your kids talk because I think the way this is presented, I could hand out a handout. I could just make them work on a handout, but to walk them through some silly examples, I think is really super. So here's what the book suggests. First of all, the cover is really interesting. The title of the book is actually something that, you know, you might not be crazy about the title, but it's something that will catch the attention of the students. The book is called Math Doesn't Suck, because how many times have you heard your students say something like that? I don't like this class. This class sucks. Well, this is a way to kind of turn that around and let them be inspired by what she has to write in here. It's a New York Times bestseller. The other quotes that are on her book cover are how to survive middle school math without losing your mind or breaking a nail. 
Also, fractions, decimals, percents, and more never be confused again. Are you a mathophobe? Take this quiz. Do you still have a crush on him? I'll explain what that is here in a minute. And then she's got something on here that says horoscope inside. So that's why I really like the way she's titled her book. One of my classes is moving into greatest common factor, and I won't get into what that is because I don't want to start teaching you math, but let me just read the opening part of their chapter because the, the this is the crush part that she describes on the book cover. Okay, so the last guy you had a crush on is history. You are totally over him. Now you have a whole new crush, and it feels great. He's much more your type. He's tall, funny, has brown hair, dimples. Come to think about it, he's a lot like the last guy. Wait a minute. Maybe you only like this guy because he reminds you of your old crush. Darn it, maybe you haven't gotten over the last guy like you thought you had. Just how much do they have in common? Let's figure this out. If nothing else, it'll help determine what your type is. A lot factors into what makes someone attractive to you. Just what are those factors? And then she lists lists under old crush. Tall, dark hair, green eyes, dimples, funnies, play soccer, and great smile. For new crush, tall, dark hair, brown eyes, dimples, funny, plays piano, and great smile. We've underlined all the things they have in common, and now we can make a list of the common factors that you are attracted to, which is tall, dark hair, dimples, funny, and great smile. Well, she goes on to then explain that's basically what you're doing with greatest common factor of two numbers. You're finding out the factors that go into those two numbers that are the same. For instance, not to give you a full-fledged math class here, but if you've got the number 12, the factors that go in evenly to 12 are 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, and then, of course, 12. And then if you're looking at the number 6, it's going to be 1, 2, 3, and 6. So the highest, greatest common number would be 6 for those two. So really good examples like this. We're also going into lowest common multiple. She uses a shoe example for that one that I really like. She also gives you multiple ways to solve things. There's the cake method of finding out multiples and factors. And I know some of you math teachers have heard of that. She's got charts on here that are tricks for factoring. You all probably remember the nine type tricks that you learn when you were in, uh, you know, the probably middle school, how if you've got a two-digit number that's divisible by nine, that the digits also add up to nine, like 18, one and eight is nine, two and seven is nine out of 27. Lots of factors like that. She's got doing the math with math trees, and I really like it in that regard. But what the thing I like about it most, I think it is, yes, going to get your students talking more in class, To be honest, as I look at this, it's probably a really good, perfect way to teach virtually because it will kind of get them listening to you more. Let's face it, we could throw a worksheet in front of them and just work, or we could share some funny examples, some clever stories, some things to relate to. One of the other topics is proportion, and she used an example of 
gloves is to hand, like what is to feet. You've seen those old puzzles before. And it just kind of gets their mind thinking. And if you make a game out of it, they're going to be the first one that wants to unmute themselves and answer the question, especially if you throw out a couple of points however you want to teach your class, if you throw it out in that regard. But I really like the book. I think you all would like the book. She's got a lot of other books that you'll see on her mckellarmath.com page. The reason I hesitated there, I also noticed that she's got a page on there to show you how her book is in line with all the state standards and what you should be teaching And I work with a lot of great teachers, too. I get a lot of ideas from them, but I am definitely going to use the book because what I'm going into in both my 6th and 7th grade math classes are included in her book. She emphasizes... You know, how to, you know, how to teach your kids not to dread homework. Don't panic at the thought of a pop quiz. Are you ever bored to death by a subject? Don't sweat it. Help is here. I like this book. It is by Danica McKellar. She was Winnie Cooper on The Wonder Years. She was also in The West Wing and a lot, a lot of Hallmark Channel movies. It seems like her and... I guess it is Candace Cameron Bure, the who played DJ on Full House. They are in a lot of those movies. So it's Christmas time. Go watch some of those movies. But to me, the best way to get your kids talking again is breakout rooms. They will talk more if you use breakout rooms and pop in. You will hear them talking more. It's I would say it's guaranteed. I would make them turn on their their video so that they can see each other. That just kind of naturally pulls more conversation out. And then be able to break rooms down into smaller pieces, and kids will talk maybe two-on-one or one-on-one more often. And then as you're teaching your subject, no matter what the subject is, find a fun way to teach it. Think of some things that might get their mind thinking, like what I put on their their Google Classroom page. Think of, think of some things that will get them thinking. Maybe get them a little, give them a little anxiety to see what they're thinking about what's going on, and I think you will like that. So one more reminder, please, I would love it if you would go to Danica McKellar's Twitter. That'll be the fastest play, place. It's at at Danica, D-A-N-I-C-A, McKellar, M-C-K-E-L-L-A-R. You can put on there that I heard about your books on the Substitute Teachers Lounge podcast. I would love to hear an interview from there, you know, from you on there someday. So that's it for now. I want you all to try and send me your ideas about what you've used to get your kids talking. It's sad. It is sad. The whole world is sad right now. We're we're in a situation where our state, our, our particular district got so high that, uh, and the state does too. Our governor has recommended restaurants going to outside service again. We've got some churches that are choosing to go back to virtual services in our schools. All of our particular county school, because of the percent that we're at we're not coming back until january at the earliest all the sports have been postponed it's a sad time it's a time we'll all get through eventually hopefully we'll be able to look and see how we've grown through the whole process i hope you and your family are staying healthy 
make sure that we do all the right things. We don't want to get sick, and especially we don't want to get somebody else sick. So let's all do the right things. Every day that goes by, I hear more and more friends and family that picked up the virus and how it's really been miserable for them. I know some of our best friends were talking about they're recovered now, but they were talking about how what it did to their taste buds. So I hate that for them. So always be looking at ways to get your students to talk. You know, the old-fashioned way maybe is to answer, give them to answer questions. Sometimes that just, I don't know if that helps or not. I had one student say, I'm good. And he's normally a student that talks and answers questions in class. In fact, he talks to me all the time about What's my grade now, Mr. Collins? Are you going to give us any? He didn't want special treatment. He just wanted wanted to know if we're going to give them any extra work to help out with their grade. So those kind of sessions are out. Things are out there, and we need to learn how to make them better and make them work so that we can get our kids opening up and talking to us again. Okay, so make your post to Danica McKellar. Let's get her interviewed on this podcast soon, and I will see you next week on Substitute Teachers Lounge. Music provided by Ben Sound.